welcome to our second Magical Girl History lesson here on Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast. That's Kelby Joe McClellan. Yes, it is. I got it right this time. You did, you did so well. <laughs> I, I feel like we should have like fancy pompous music playing. I know, yeah. Because it's educational. To, so it's true. We could like, just get like some of that. Uh, yes. Or I was thinking like um, some of the student council music that sometimes plays in Utah oh, where they're yeah. all just like on the freaking terrace. Yeah, yep. because they're like, we are better than everyone else. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> we're not better than everyone else. We are, no, we're, we're definitely not. And The student council is. The student council thinks they are. I mean, I'd argue that they're better I than mean, me. listen, in anime, student councils are the ish. They just <laughs> literally, they don't have teachers, they just have student councils. No, they stop going <laughs> to school completely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm Emma Fife. And today we are going to be continuing our foray into the rich and complex history of the magical girl genre. <laughs> uh, thank you, everybody, that checked out our first episode where we talked about Princess Knight and Sally the Witch. If you have not listened to those, go back and listen to. Well, it's just one episode. I mean, get learned up, though, because like <clears throat> exactly. education is important. It is important. And and both of those series had like some pretty fascinating backstories kind of behind <clears throat> them in terms of their conception yeah. and their well in the case of princess knight it did actually get a localization in the u.s yeah. uh, which is not the case with sally the witch and not the case with either of the series that we're going yes. to be discussing today <laughs> uh, i did have somebody tweet at us earlier and say oh my gosh i loved the new episode is there going to be a ray earth episode and the answer is eventually yeah but we uh, haven't even we we, we just got to the 70s exactly uh and the 70s has a lot yes there, there's a lot a lot of stuff in the 70s uh and 80s to get through before we start getting into that that good good 90s shit it's true i feel like 90s is quintessential mm -hmm. magical girl it's true well i mean you know it, yeah. the, the thing about uh sailor moon is that it's though it certainly was not the first of the genre by any means right it definitely kind of revitalized the genre. Though yeah. There was a lot of lead up to that. Uh, as I discussed on the last episode, obviously you had uh, the sequel series of Sally the Witch. So Sally mm. the Witch 2 was on the air and was animated by Toei like right before Sailor Moon came out. And uh, Himitsu no Hako-chan is actually in the same boat. Right. Uh, the, it, so it's interesting because you, so Sally the Witch was kind of the first magical girl anime because it was the first one of any of these manga to receive a, an animated treatment. Mm -hmm. uh, but Himitsu no Akko-chan is, though Princess Knight's considered to be the prototype for what would become the magical girl genre, yes. Himitsu no Akko-chan is considered to essentially be the first magical girl manga. Got it. Because there is like transformations, a magical item. Uh, so magical girls <laughs> as we know them. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, as as you would sort of, it, it introduced some ideas that we would of course see carried over into things like Sailor Moon and Magic Night Rare Earth and all, all that right. good stuff. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, so Sally the Witch aired, what was it, like 66 to 69? Like and that. then uh, Himitsu no Akko-chan took over its time slot on what is now TV Asahi. It was called something else at the time. It was called... NET? Uh, yeah, Nippon Educational yeah, TV. Yeah, Nippon Educational TV. Uh, so, exactly. So, Himitsu no Akko-chan took over Sally the Witch's time slot. And then, as far as I can tell, in the 80s, they actually remade Himitsu no Akko-chan, mm -hmm. and that aired from, like, 88 to 89 or something like that. And then Sally the Witch... Took over that yeah. time slot. So the but the thing that's interesting is that my understanding is with Himitsuno Akachan, the 
new series of it, they were not uh, continuations. They were remakes. Whereas Sally the Witch, it was like the series ended in 69 or whatever. And then just, you know. Picked up. 20 years later, they're like, now it's a a sequel. We're picking up where we left off. It's it's funny. Toei is just cranking them out. Oh yeah, just cranking out the magical girl shit. Oh yeah, well, and I mean, it it, it it's just really interesting to me as I was kind of doing my research on Himitsuno Akashan, realizing that this whole sort of Toei just remakes their properties every twenty years mm-hmm. is not a new thing because obviously, but it's interesting because it's like with Sailor Moon with Crystal, we see a complete remake of Sailor Moon, yeah, and it was technically also remade in two thousand four <clears throat> with Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon, the live action version, right. But then you look at stuff like Dragon Ball, and Dragon Ball was an anime series, and then Dragon Ball Z was a sequel. And then for many, many years, it was like they made the random movie, whatever, and then you had Dragon Ball Super in 2014, 2015, something like that. Yeah. Sometime around that. It's still going. It's still going, guys. It's just (laughs) just never going to end. There's just going to be Dragon Balls for all of eternity. All time. Uh, Yeah. So, uh, Himitsuno Akachan, as I said, largely considered to be the first magical girl manga ever. It was written by Fujio Akatsuka, who is known as the gag manga king. Uh, Mostly now he writes kind of like silly gag manga that have no sort of... Mm-hmm. You've got you got to be like hardcore otaku to be into his stuff. But before that, he did write some some comedic series, uh, including uh, Tensai Bakuban and of course Osamatsu Kun, the one with all the weird little identical dudes. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. Um, it was published by Shueisha in Ribon Magazine between July of 1962 and September of 1965. So. Sally the Witch wasn't actually written until like 64, 65, so mm-hmm. this predates it. Uh, however, the anime series didn't start until 69, and as I said, literally it was in Sally the Witch's time slot. So it was not the first Magical Girl anime, but it was technically the first Magical Girl manga. The original anime series, because as I mentioned, this has been remade multiple <laughs> times. Uh, it aired on TV Asahi. It was animated by Toei, duh, yes. uh, between January of 1969 and October of 1970. It was a total of 94 episodes. Did you say October of 1970? Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um Again, it was remade twice, so there was a series in 1988, which was 61 episodes long, and a series in 1998, which was 44 episodes long. Oh, my God. Uh, there are years. four movies. Get ready. Oh, my God. Uh, in 1969, one movie came out called uh, Circus Daga Yatekita. Uh, and then in 89, so this was right around when the new anime series would have ended, there were two more movies, um, Himitsuno Akachan the movie uh and umida obakida natsu yeah natsu matsuri i don't know they both came out in 89 though sure. i ass- i assume that they wrapped up whatever was going on in that in that like 88 series uh and there is a live action movie because of course there is but the live action movie is basically aside from the web comic which is currently running oh um the newest piece of like filmed 
or animated media is this live action film just called Himitsu no Akachan that came out in 2012. Oh my God. Yes. Is uh, it any good? I saw a trailer for it. It looks real fun. Okay. And she's a lot older in it. Like, she's not an elementary school student in it. She seems oh. like she's maybe in, maybe she's supposed to be in middle school, you know, like with Sailor Moon, where they're like, all these girls are in middle school. You're they're like, all 20 in like, real life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, it, yeah. And it looks really cute. It looks like the basic plot premise is the same, but that they aged it up and changed it a lot. And she's got like a boyfriend in it. And yeah, it looks, I actually really would like to watch a live action movie. It looks really cool. But yeah, as I mentioned, uh, so both the 88 and 98, uh, anime series were the, the manga was also like redone in oh, okay. around that time and so that's why they so they new just TV new, show, new, new, manga. new manga new tv show okay. new, tv show new manga new tv show uh but yeah as i said it is actually technically still running there is a a web manga of himitsu no akachan it's called himitsu no akachan mu uh with mu being like the greek symbol letter mu you know greek letters oh I did not know there was a Greek letter Mew. Oh, sure there is. Oh. Uh, and it is written by Hiroshi Izawa and drawn by Futaga Kamikita. Uh, is it like a? Is it technically like a fan work or is it official? This no, I, officially... I I think that is. I I believe it's officially licensed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, as I say, it's definitely a uh, very episodic. Uh, you know, you're not getting into sort of these long overarching story arcs mm. at this point uh, a lot of the time in this show uh characters would appear for one episode okay. and then they would just never ever be seen again very like american sitcoms very american sitcoms very, yes uh, saved by the bell comes to mind yeah where you have like one character mm -hmm. to teach everyone right. a lesson and, and then they never right come and they're back. so important for that episode and they act like that character has been there the whole time right. and they've known them for years and then they're just and gone you just after never that. see them again yep. yes uh, not even as a, an incidental background character. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so, Himitsu no Akachan, what is this about? Well, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> it is about a young girl. Her name is Atsuku, Atsuko Kagami. Yep, Atsuko Kagami. Kamagi, of course. Or no, Atsuko Kagami. Yep, I said it 25 times, and I said it right about three of those times. I believe in you. Uh... FYI, uh, if you have seen the Trigger series, Little Witch Academia, uh, the heroine's name in that is Atsuko Kagari. So uh, little, little it's homage definitely action, an homage, and especially because she's also called Akko. Mm -hmm. not... Oh, is this the one that has the same kind of wands? Where no, that's forks? Sally the Witch. Oh, Sally the yeah. Witch had the forks. Okay. Yep. Uh, yeah, there's no wands in this. Oh, okay. Get ready for what there is, though. Oh, Lord. So Akko-chan, <laughs> Atsuko Kagami. She's cheerful, confident, elementary school, fifth grade girl, and she's obsessed with mirrors. This is mirrors. <laughs> mirrors. That, see, in Sailor Moon, <laughs> that didn't go well. It did not go well. I was like, she needs to talk to Mamaru uh, about that mirror problem. Maybe he or maybe them she, all from her. Or maybe she could have like talked him out of it because mirrors work out pretty okay for her sometimes. <laughs> uh, okay, so <clears throat> um, what happens? Is oh f uh, interesting uh, to note. So Akatsuka, the author of uh, Himitsu no Akachan, he consulted his wife Tomoko. They're not married anymore. Uh, uh -huh. And uh, well, I mean, this was a very long time ago. Actually, he actually, I think, I don't know if he remarried. He passed away. Yeah. Um. Maybe he was, but I and I remember reading about him that. His wife passed away a few years before him, but I don't know if it was this woman or if he or divorced and remarried. Okay. Um, 
Uh, but anyway, when he was writing this, he consulted her on how to create a successful young girl and accurately portray her experiences. Oh, well, way so, to go. Yeah, exactly. So he was like, I'm not a girl. I don't understand this. Hey, wife, please help me because I don't want to look <laughs> like a, a moron. You know yeah. lady things. Yeah, exactly, which I appreciated. Uh, also, uh, right after this manga debuted, uh, a, like literally two weeks later in Osamatsukun, a character named Totoko appeared who was identical to Akko-chan because okay. drawing girls is hard. Sure it is. I mean, at least according to Monkey Punch, it's hard. And that's how Fujiko Mine was born. Uh, yeah. So listen, Akko-chan breaks her favorite mirror. It's an accident. Legas. I know. It's terrible. In some versions, uh, this mirror is a present from her mom. Mm-hmm. In other versions, uh, it's a present from her dad, and it's supposed to be, like, a memento from when he was in India. I'm like, is this, like, some weird secret garden shit? Like, right. This is, like, Victorian England. Yes. Um, however, instead of throwing this mirror in the garbage, she buries it in her yard. Why? Because she can't bear to just, like, this is her favorite mirror, Kelby. Okay, okay you're yeah. right. You're right. You should always have mm-hmm. a, right. a memorial service. Yeah, so she needed to have a memorial mirror. spirit a memorial service for her mirror. Okay. So get ready. Then that night, a spirit in the original version or the queen of mirrors in the newer versions appears to her in her dreams. And she's like, I'm so just touched by how much you love this mirror. Mirrors have spirits. I'm going to give you a new one. And it has magical powers. Great. And now you can transform into whatever you want. Great. With this magical mirror. And of course, in the later versions, it's like an adorable compact. Yes, because that's how we do it. Yes. Uh, and there's two uh, like enchantments that she can use to transform. Uh, one is Tekumaku uh, Mayukon. Tekumaku Mayukon. She says it so fast in the in the uh, anime. I'm like, whoa, slow down, girl. <laughs> um, and then the other one is Rampisu uh, Rampisu Lululu. I don't know. Okay. That's those are the enchantments. I just thought I would share. They're, I, I they're all nonsense words to me. They sound like great <clears throat> tongue twisters. Mm-hmm. She says them real fast too. <laughs> uh, yeah, as I said, Avi. Her last name means mirror, uh, but she has several different names in some of the other uh, like localizations of. As I say, it was not. The anime series was never localized in right. the U.S., but it was in other European countries. So sometimes she is called uh, Stilly. It's not a name. Nope. Uh, uh, Caroline, because it's the French. Sure. Uh, and then Julie. I don't know. They just were like, Akko, that's not a name we can use. How about Stilly? What? What is that? <laughs> uh, as I say, the, the, the plot's pretty episodic uh, with Akko getting into magical mischief, hiding her powers from her friends, because this is the reason she has to hide her powers from her friends. Because the spirit or the queen of mirrors tells her that if she ever tells anybody about her powers, then she will lose her reflection. Like she'll never- Like a a Dracula? Yes, like a Dracula. Like she will (laughs) never be able to see herself in a mirror again. I'm like, 
Okay, so is she just so vain? Right. She's like, no, girl, I always right. gotta be able to check I myself. I don't know. Or, or is it that this town has an extreme fear of vampires? Like, it's one or the other. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe after the Great Vampire War of '56, mm-hmm. they were right. like everyone better. It's have just a reflection. occurring to me how nice vampires makeup looks all the time, and like, do they just have makeup artists? I mean, that's the answer or for like, real. Or but is it like when you become a vampire? It's almost oh, like, like permanent makeup. Permanent makeup. Like you got tattooed, mm-hmm. but it's just like your body chemistry that's now. That's, I feel like that's it. I feel like that's Because if you watch real. Interview with a Vampire. I know. It's true. They Claudia, do. Claudia mm-hmm. especially mm-hmm. looks disgusting. And oh, yeah. As soon as they turn her into a vampire, her She's hair's like perfect, all dead and yeah. her face is perfect. Oh, man. That's the answer. Just become a just vampire. Become a vampire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, however, uh, even though obviously it's very sort of episodic and funny, uh, there are some more serious storylines. Uh, there's one where Akko wants to be sympathetic to a deaf mute kid at her school. Okay. Uh, and so she wishes for herself to be deaf and mute. So here's the thing about the mirror. The mirror is like a genie. You have to clearly state your wish. Okay. Well, she's deaf and mute now. Oh, shit. So oh, she, she can't undo it. So she didn't give herself a timeline or nope. anything like nope. that. Oh, monkey, nope. that's some monkey paw yep. shit. Exactly. Exactly. That's Be careful not, what you wish oh for. Oh, my God. Uh, but the mirror ends up taking pity on her and is like, listen, I did this to you because I needed you to understand how serious yeah. being deaf and mute is. Right. <laughs> like, like, don't fuck around with that. Yeah. This mirror tries to teach her lessons well, like on many occasions. I mean, that's good because mm-hmm. if you give a kid mm-hmm. like some crazy power like mm-hmm. that, you want to make sure that they're not going to abuse it. Yep. So I understand. Yep. There's an episode in the 80s version uh, where Akko tells her friends about her powers. And you know what happens now <gasps> when she tells friends she about her powers. She her reflection. She lost her reflection. And I think that I'm leaning towards the extreme fear of vampires because it says that she like goes into hiding oh. because she can't see herself in a mirror. I don't know. <laughs> or maybe it's just like she's like, I can't powder my nose. I can't be seen in public. Right. Um, but then the mirror ends up taking pity on her and is like, don't ever do it again. Also, here's a new, the the like spirit of the mirror yeah. is like, yo, here's an upgraded mirror that can give people convenient amnesia now. It's new uh, power. Great. <laughs> so so everybody M- forgets. MIB people. Yeah, exactly. Great. Um, there's another episode where Akko, this one is hilarious. Okay. So <laughs> there's another episode where Akko transforms herself into who she thinks is a white woman who speaks English because she finds a lost child, a lost American child. Okay. So she transforms herself into this other woman that she sees. It's it's kind of like, I feel like uh, with, remember in Pretty Guardian Sailor Moon how they like take the pictures on the cell phone yes. and then they can sort of become those people? Right. That's essentially what's going on here. Okay. Um, but it turns out that this woman, yeah, she's Spanish. <gasps> She don't speak any English at all. So then it gets better. (laughs) So then she transforms herself into a man who she knows is speaking English. And it turns out that this man is a wanted criminal. No! Oh, no. And so she returns the boy to his family and then gets accused of kidnapping him. (laughs) So basically the moral of the story here is never turn yourself into a man. Sure. It'll go terribly. Right. Why is this show so bad shit? I don't know, man. Because it was the 60s, and, well, I guess this was the 80s. 
eighties, I feel like is a that's like a stranger danger or like yeah, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, with the eighties, I mean anything made in the eighties, you can always use the excuse so much coke, mm-hmm. no matter who made it. It's true because it's the eighties. Yeah, exactly. But um, <laughs> so weird. Yeah, that one's that's a real good one. That's uh, choice there's right there. Also, uh, an episode in the OG sixty nine series. Where she's asking her mom questions to do, I think, like a report on her life. Mm -hmm. And she finds out that she is basically the replacement goldfish for her parents' first baby who was (gasps) stillborn. Oh, my God. And also named Atsuko. Excuse me? (laughs) That's that's heavy. I know. This is a kid's cartoon. This is for children. No. Oh, my God. Listen, it's very sad, but stillborn babies happen, so... I yep. mean, yes, they do, yep. and we should talk about it I know. more, but maybe not in a kid's cartoon. Maybe not in a kid's cartoon. <laughs> yep. I feel like kids mm-hmm. don't really need to understand the gravitas of mm-hmm. stillborn babies. Maybe not. Yeah. It's not a thing that mm-hmm. they really need to deal with just yet. Yeah. But, I mean, some do, personally, in their families. I mean, I so, guess. You know. I did, wow. Yep. That's just, oh, that's yeah, a lot. It's real sad. <laughs> Uh, That's some Victorian shit. It is. It is. Well, I mean, uh, we already have the mirror from India, that's so what I'm clearly like, that's what it was. Is make- they had a real fascination with Victorian England, <laughs> oh is what God. I'm sensing. Um, okay, so her dad uh, was basically in the first series. He was away all the time. You okay. never see him. You see him at the. He's like in the very last episode. She like uses all the power of the mirror to restore the lighthouse so that her dad can get home because obviously oh, he is a, a sea sailor. captain. Okay. Yes. He, no, he is a sea captain. Sea he's captain. very, very prestigious. Oh, okay. Respect the military mm-hmm. exactly. uh, position there. Uh, but in the nineties, well, in the eighties and nineties, he is a laid back reporter, kind well. of like somebody else's dad. Yes. Usagi's. Yes. <laughs> very Papa Kenji. Uh, her mom, of course, in the OG version, is a housewife. Right. But then she gets a job in the 80s and 90s. She is an artist, and she has red hair, and she's real sassy. Sounds like Usagi. No. Usagi's mom had blue hair. Yeah, Usagi's okay. mom had blue the hair. The teacher had red hair. Uh, yes. Yeah. How did Nasensei? Um, it's kind of like an auburn, and then it's like a light auburn in Sailor Moon Crystal. She's real mm-hmm. pretty. Uh, yeah. Neither of her parents had names until the 90s. They're just mom and dad. Just mama and papa. I mean, yep. when you're a kid, you don't think your parents That's true. have real names. That's true. But in the 90s, mom was given a name, Kyoko, and dad was Kenichiro. Uh, she has a BFF named Moko, who, of course, is like a tomboy. because Moko? Moko. That's Spanish for booger. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. Saying. Anyway, Moko's like a cool tomboy and... Akko is like a real pretty Onesan. So are um, they in love? Uh, they are not. God no, damn it. I know. The not only version it. where she's like in love with anybody is the, uh, for like for real in love. I mean, she has like things with imaginary princes and stuff like that, sure. it seems like. And when, I mean, because she turns herself into more adult characters all the time. Right. So any of her romances are like not really like kid friendly romances right. for the most part. Uh, so I know action. in the nineties version, I want to say there is like the queen of mirrors has a son who like is uh, from the mirror land, but comes and lives in their world, like okay. in disguise. So I don't know if they maybe like sort of have a romance. There's a guy, there's like this big bully character named Taisho who, well, he's not named Taisho. His nickname is Taisho. Um, but he only ever goes by his nickname though. I think in the eighties version, he ended up getting a name. Um, he is really mean and nasty, but he's secretly in love with her. Of Abby. course, because that's that's how you do it. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but anyway, so Moko, her her bestie, uh, has a little brother. Mm-hmm. 
His name is Kankichi. Uh, in the original version, he's annoying and he says mean things sometimes, but really he's just like a vulnerable little boy who kind of needs friends. Aww. And then they turned him just into a complete jackass in the 80s and Aww. 90s. <laughs> like he just went full on aggro brat child. Aww. Yep. That's yep. unfortunate. Poor Kankichi. Yes. Apparently one of their teachers too, like there's two teachers, it's a girl teacher and a guy teacher. And I guess the guy teacher became real dumb in the 80s and 90s, whereas like he was not in the original version. So there's there's some stuff that's happened over the years <laughs> in transition. Uh, so here are some facts about the voice cast. And unlike Sally the Witch, where Sally the Witch, it was a sequel, and yes. they basically brought back all of the original voice cast. They swapped them all out. Oh, they're all different. Mm -hmm. They're all different. Uh, so Akko's original seiyuu, uh, Yoshika Ota, uh, returned in the 80s version to play Kyoko, Akko's mom. Oh, wait, she didn't have a name yet. Um, but she um, was the voice, uh, Yoshiko Ota voiced Kimba in mm. Kimba the White Lion. So, you know, oh, okay. some prestigious yes. roles right there. Yes. Uh, Akko in the 80s series is voiced by Mitsuko Horie, a.k.a. the voice of Sailor Galaxia, <laughs> who, of course, also sings the opening and closing theme songs. By the way, the closing credits of the 80s version are bananas. They are amazing. <laughs> it's just an homage to every popular film in the late 70s through the like late 80s. Great. There's scenes from Back to the Future, there's scenes from Star Wars, there's what? scenes from Indiana Jones, there's scenes from Top Gun. Like it is bananas. That's oh, Alien. Oh, the Alien one is my favorite. It's so good. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh yeah. Um so yes, uh so Sachigo Chijimatsu, who was the voice of uh Sally's cute little fucking sidekick Kabu in Sally the Witch, uh plays uh Shosho in this, who's the younger brother of Taisho, the character I mentioned, the sort of bully character. Yes. Um, so Shosho and Taisho were both created for the 69 anime series. They were not in the original manga, um, but they were so popular that they appeared in all subsequent adaptations. Uh, and um, Sachiko Chijimatsu also does the voice of uh, Shipona, which is Akko's cat. Okay. But just listen to that for a second. The cat's name is Shipona. Shipona. Yeah, what's her, what's her dad's job originally? Oh, he's a ship captain. Yep, so it's ship, ship owner. owner. Literally, the cat's name is ship owner. Great. Um, uh, but yeah, but freaking Shosho is a baby. Like, Shosho is a baby that rides on a cat named Dora. Like, this is a real thing. And Dora's just like a huge as fuck, like, tiger cat. <laughs> and all the animals talk, obviously. But some right. of it is that, like, is that Sally transforms herself into animals, and then she can talk with other animals. You mean Akko? Yeah, sorry, Akko. I'm right. still stuck on Sally the Witch because I was just thinking about how cute Kabu is. Um, <laughs> Kabu's real fucking cute. Uh, yeah, so so yeah, Akko does. She transforms herself into animals. Okay. And then she can communicate with animals. Also, in I can't remember if it's just in the 80s version or if it's in the 80s and the I think it's maybe just actually the 90s version. They also have like a penguin in addition to having a cat. Okay. I don't know. Like you do. Yeah, totally. Um, so... In the 80s, the freaking Mirror Queen was voiced by Eiko Masayama, who was the voice of Fujiko Mine in the first Lupin movie and in the second and third Lupin series, and basically mostly everything Lupin after that, uh, but not Woman Called Fujiko Mine, which is a really good series that everybody should watch. Uh, and uh, Eiko Masayama was also the original voice of Hani Kisaragi in Cutie Honey. Oh! 
Yeah. It all comes around. It does. It does. We'll get ready. Uh, so 80 Shipona, remember good old cat, mm-hmm. is voiced by Naoko Watanabe, who is the current voice of Chi-Chi in all Dragon Ball things. Uh, Kyo, the Prince of Mirrors, who I was saying in the um, in the 80s version, he like goes to school with them and stuff. Uh, he is voiced by Shigeru Nakahara, who is also a, a Dragon Ball person. He is the voice of Android 17. Mm. And in the 90s, Moriyama Sensei, the girl teacher, uh, is voiced by Ai Nagano, who was Honey Kisaragi in Cutie Honey Flash. So much Cutie Honey. Mm-hmm. So much Cutie Honey. You really can't well, get yeah. away from it. I mean, we'll the, get into the, that. Listen, the history of Cutie Honey is freaking fascinating. It, it really is. It is so, so interesting. When we get to Cutie Honey, that might just have to be <clears> one episode. It's so good. Because um, there's yeah. so much of it. There really is. There really is. Well, and then it's like you almost want to like break it down where you do like, okay, an OG Cutie Honey and right. then save Cutie Honey Flash for another episode because they're kind of pretty different. Right. And But then there's been like... Four so different many. live action uh, yeah, interpretations. There's a lot. There's a lot. But that's another yes. lesson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, Hinata no Akko-chan, it was actually, one version was officially released in English, and that was the 80s version of the manga. Okay. It was localized as Akko's Got a Secret. Akko's not, Got a Secret. Not totally wrong. It's really just like Akko's Secret anyway, so yeah. that's cool. Uh, and very much like Sally the Witch, which we discussed in our last episode, it was very successful in European markets, particularly in Italy, where all three versions of the anime have been officially dubbed and released. Uh, In the first series in Italian uh, was uh, Lo Specchio Magico. Okay. Yep, totally killed it. Uh, In France, it was... Okay, this is really interesting, and I don't know where this info was gotten from, and also Wikipedia was like, we need a friggin' citation on this, (laughs) which was that in France, it was called... uh, I mean, we would say Caroline. Uh I would say Caroline, Caroline, but apparently uh, it's supposed to be pronounced Caroline. Caroline. But then it should have been L-E-I-N-E. I I don't know. Anyway, I'm just telling you what Wikipedia said. You can also look that up. Uh, in uh, Spanish, it was uh, Los Secretos de Julie. Secret of Julie. Yep. Okay. Yep. The secrets of uh-huh. Julie. But then, uh, so that was the Spanish language version that was shown in Latin America, the first uh, series. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the Spanish version that was shown in Spain, which was the 90s version, was uh, El Secreto de Aco. So they okay. decided Aco was okay right. by that, by Changed the 90s. It. Yep. Um uh, the second Italian, the second series was released in Italy as uh, Un Mondo de Magia. <laughs> uh, and then the third one was Stili e lo Specchio Magico. So they just like put some more words on Lo Specchio Magico, which was the first one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And again, Stili was the Italian name for Akko because I don't. I don't get I it. I don't get it. Maybe if you are Italian and you have a family Maybe. member named Stili or Stili, just. Please Maybe it's a nickname. For let some us know. Other name. Tweet at us yeah. at LNJ Pod. We'd like to know. Let us know. It's a real popular name in Italy. <laughs> uh, and then it was also released in Poland. And as we established on the last episode, I cannot pronounce Polish, so I'm not even going to try. It's but fine. It, but listen, Poland. They got the first series. They loved it. Great. Yep. He meets an Arakochan. <laughs> That's the deal. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I learned about Maho no Makachan. Mako-chan. Right. This yes. the listen. The, this entire episode is just about Akko-chans, but sometimes they have an M in the yeah, front of it. And sometimes they're Makos, mm-hmm. uh, which is literally translated magical Mako. Dope. Maho no Mako-chan. Great. Magical Mako. 
Great. Uh, it's um, it's by Toei. Shocker. Oh my god, what? And it's very loosely based on The Little Mermaid by Hans Christian Andersen. Yes, I remember reading about that. But mm-hmm. the thing is, this is mm-hmm. not that that one Toei because Toei mm-hmm. did do oh a man. way closer guys, adaptation. No, they straight up made an adaptation right. of The Little Mermaid, like if, with all the tragedy and. If you guys have not seen the '69, I want to say it's '69 um, Toei Little Mermaid. It is. so so freaking good yeah. and it holds up it it really is like amazing uh, uh 75 actually it was that late yeah it, toy made a more oh 75 yeah it was 75 75 i thought it was 60s but anyway yeah. i mean that also explains why it holds up uh, a little more because it's a little newer but yeah but it, it is really really so so good and uh yeah it does it follows the hans christian anderson story so like down don't, to like the tragedy don't expect a happy ending it actually has a sadder ending than the hans christian anderson story in a way but actually <laughs> it's interesting uh so if you guys have never read the hans christian anderson Little spoiler Mermaid, alert it doesn't go the way disney tells you nah she dies at the she end dies. um not and like kind of commits suicide well ish yeah yeah it's it's interesting actually because um if for anyone who knows the stories of la llorona Mm -hmm. this is a little closer it is kind of yeah yeah okay la llorona is way closer to little mermaid sure sure than anything else yeah i I would agree with that and the story of medea is also a little bit yeah there's a little bit like there's a lot of you know crossover but Moral of the story is it's tragic. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, and the moral of the story is that basically uh, her sisters present her with the opportunity at the end. They go and they sell their hair to the sea witch. In the Toei version? No, in all versions. Oh, in all versions. Oh, yeah. In the, oh. in the, uh, in the fairy tale. I don't remember oh, that. Oh, yeah. Her si- the, no, no, no. This is, this is the moral of the story. Yeah. Her sisters all, because, like, the prince, spoilers, he marries somebody else. Right. Uh, and so she's going to. And basically, it's like, well, okay, now he's married to somebody else, so you're going to die at sunrise. Right. Yeah, um, because this is what you gave up everything right. for, and it didn't work out exactly. for you. So. so her sisters go to the sea witch, and they cut off all of their hair and give it to the sea witch. And the sea witch gives them a knife that they give to her. And the deal that they made is if she murders the prince, then she can go back to being, being a, mermaid a mermaid and live with her family again. Right. But she chooses not to kill him mm-hmm. Because his only crime is that he's not in love with her. Right. Oh, it's so beautiful, so beautiful, you guys. Tragic. It's Although, so good. <laughs> and it's also morally wrong to kill people. Right, you should, you know. Yeah, so she becomes she becomes seafoam, but she does also get to go to heaven. She does, yeah, because she fell in love with a human and she made a good choice. Right, she right. Like, her soul gets to go to heaven. Um, In the end of the Toei version, they say that eventually, like, her soul chose to return to the sea and dissolve into foam, which I think is just, I'm like crying oh, no, talking about cry. it. It's, it's okay. so beautiful. Well, uh, um, this is not that. Nah, but guys, really, the, you can get like the Toei um, Little Mermaid. It's It was re-released a few years ago. Um, I want to say maybe by Discotech or something. And uh, mm-hmm. it's on Amazon. Get it. It's so good. I would even maybe recommend that you watch that version than this one. <laughs> like, don't do research on this. Maybe don't watch <laughs> Mahono Maka-chan. I mean, not that you could. It did not come to the America. Right. Unless you yeah. are oh, I, fluent I guess I in other languages. I mentioned that I did watch an episode of uh, Himitsuno Akko-chan. It was the 80s one. You can tell yeah. it's the 80s one, too, because in the 80s, she has purple hair. And oh. in the other versions, she has brown hair. Right. I don't know. Um, but except, like, the original manga, it seems like she has black hair. I mean, she's Japanese. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it's. Uh, it, I did watch an episode in Japanese, and it was... Uh, it, it this, was Japanese. <laughs> this particular show was very difficult to find anything about. Yeah. And um, 
and I guess maybe it was difficult to find anything about it because unlike most of Toei's Magical Girl stuff, this didn't really get <clears throat> remade or remastered or or rebooted at all. This happened one time, and that was it. And that was it. And uh, you know, they it, were like, "Ooh, we can't sell any toys based on this. So it's done. It's done." Yeah. I mean, it was dubbed into French, Spanish, Polish, and Italian. Wow. Uh, which you can find a bunch of clips of it on YouTube in Spanish, which is what I watched. No subtitles, and my Spanish is not very good. <laughs> Great. Uh, yeah. But I did my best. Uh, but it aired in 1970 on Nippon Educational TV, which is now TV Asahi. Asahi. Yeah. Yeah. And it aired November 2nd, 1970. Uh, right after I bet it took over the time right slot a, yeah I bet you it did and it ran until September 9th 1971 <sighs> there you go and it was only 48 episodes long oh and it uh, was not based on a manga it was very loosely based oh, on Hans Christian Andersen right. that's interesting and that's about it well I think that's probably then why this is like even mentioned when you are kind of looking into the history of Magical Girls is the fact that it wasn't based on a manga. This right. was the first sort this of like original kinda... Magical Girl anime. Yeah, ish. I mean, mm. it is based on Little Mermaid, but it, yeah. does, it does vary because, mm. uh, so here's the plot. Listen, uh, I'm ready. Mako. Lay it on me. Who in the Italian version was named Jenny for some reason. Jenny? Jenny. Okay. Spelled the Harry Listen. Potter way. Oh, like Ginny. Yeah. Like Ginny Weasley. Yeah. Dope. I mean, that's a name. Stilly, yeah. still not a name. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm convinced that's not a name. But um, so she's the youngest daughter of the Dragon King. She's a mermaid uh, who is the daughter of wait, the Dragon King. Wait, but she's straight King. up a mermaid. She's a mermaid. Okay. And also her dad is a straight up dragon. I'm on board. He's a dragon <laughs> cool. who lives under the sea. Cool. But when he takes a He's human form. He's like a Loch Ness form, monster. When Just... he takes a human form. Oh. Well, actually, he looks like a Dragon Ball Z dragon. Oh, like a Shenron. Yeah. Dope. And then when he takes his human form, he has he actually has like two legs. And he's still under the sea. But he's dressed like all of the Bibli like all of the characters in those Bible cartoons that I used to watch as a child. Oh, weird. They were like robes and Wait, like okay, the Roman so, but haircut. He, he does become a hair. person. Yeah, but okay. he can still live under the sea as a human as a human person. Fine, that sounds That's, you know real good, like you do. Yeah, super. Listen, um, I'm 100 percent ordering myself a copy of Toei Little Mermaid as we speak. <laughs> do it right now so we can watch that one. Place your order. Done. <laughs> um, so she wants to you know be part of the human world because like that's pretty much Little Mermaid. Um, but her dad is like, hell no, nah, you don't. Get to <laughs> He's do like, that. humans are bad. They're bad. No, thank you. And then one stormy night, she saves a boy. Who okay, uh, was I'm, in a I'm still getting the Little Mermaid vibe at right? this point. Okay, and he okay. Uh, like his ship capsized, mm. and it, I, it looked. Judging from the cartoon bits that I watched, okay, I mean, it wasn't Spanish, right? But judging from the cartoon bits I watched, it looked like it was I some kind he of. I found like, it in Spanish. Yes. <laughs> to be fair, I watched an episode of freaking Sally the Witch in like German or something. You do what <laughs> so, you can with what you can. Yeah. I think he was on like a cruise ship. Oh. And so it capsized. He, so he's like out with his fam, just like on a princess cruise. Actually, no. No, he's alone? I mean, I'll, I'll okay, get into him in get, a second. Going. But he, you know, shipwreck. Yes. That's pretty par for the course. She saves him. Yes, we knew that. Great. Falls in love with him. Duh. Great. Uh, and so she makes a deal with the sea witch, who is also like her <laughs> grandma. Oh, interesting. The sea witch is technically <clears throat> the mm -hmm. Dragon King's mom-in-law. Mom 
in oh i only ever see her mother in flashbacks listen i like when the sea witch gets more involved in the family like in the broadway version of little mermaid (laughs) fucking ursula is triton's sister and i am in i'm in and she the animation for the sea witch is very interesting okay because she looks like if kunzite stayed out in the sun too long and became a drag queen (laughs) (laughs) like that's that's what I see when I, I love look it. when I, I look at it. her. Um, so uh, she yeah makes a deal with the sea witch, and the sea witch is like, yeah, I guess okay, your yeah, dad's real strict, fine. but yeah. I guess I'll do this for you. And so she becomes a, a human girl, and but the condition is she can never come back to be oh. a mermaid, whether it goes well or not. No mermaid for she's you. Like, you're, she's like, listen, I don't want to throw you out in the human world. Yep. It's up to you. Get yep. a job. Get an apartment. Right. Get so, a fucking car and a car insurance policy. Yeah. So <laughs> she has this magical pendant called the Tear of the Mermaid, where she, I guess she can kind of do some basic magic. It's unclear. <clears throat> uh, and then she, you know, mm-hmm. meets people. Right, and experiences right. things as a high school girl, you all know, while looking for this boy that she saved. There's this K-drama that Lola and I were watching where there's a, a mermaid girl who comes to the earth because she falls in love with a celebrity chef. This is the real plot of this show. I want to watch um, that. It's amazing. And she's like horny AF. Uh, <laughs> it's so good. But uh, but but me joking about like you yeah. need to get an apartment and a job. Like she actually has to do those things. And right. there's another sort of like mystical guy. It's real. It's real weird and real fun. That sounds amazing. Yeah. So unlike the Hans Christian Andersen and then also the later Toei, mm-hmm. the 75 Little Mermaid, mm-hmm. she can still talk. Great. In her human form. Okay. And it, this also doesn't end tragically. Oh, okay. In the this way is a that, happy time. Yeah. I mean, Great. she still never becomes a mermaid again. Um, but she does find the boy. Oh, okay. And they do get together. Oh, okay. Spoilers, I guess. But, like, does it take them 44 episodes to get together? Or do they um, get together, like, five episodes in? And then no, it's just, I'm, like, pretty, about I'm them pretty sure it takes, out. like, the entire fucking okay. show. Um. Yeah, uh, in its other titles, depending on which language you find it in, mm-hmm. is, you know, Mako the Mermaid, Mako-chan's Magic, Saranka right. Mako, Magical Mako-chan. Right, right. Um, in Spanish, it was called something like Serena de Mako, something. Uh, oh, like Siren? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because in, in um, French, it would be Siren, would yeah. be um, Mermaid. Mermaid, yeah. Right, because Sirens. Because Listen, I'm great at French, y'all. I'm really not, but I did take French for a long time. Um, yeah. yeah, La Petite Sirene was The Little Mermaid. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Mako is voiced by Kazuko Sugiyama, who was 10 in Urusei Yatsura. Oh, okay, okay, which okay. Which is by the creators of like Rama Half and Yeah, Rumiko, yeah Rumiko Takahashi. She L- was all- listen, Urusei Yatsura is amazing, guys. It is bananas, <laughs> and you all need to read it, watch it, love right. it. She was also the voice of June the Swan in Gachaman. Oh, okay. Which was the, if you ever watched it as a kid in English, it was that one like space show with yeah, all the yeah, guys yeah. that had the bird armor. Yep. Not the Silverhawks. That's no, a different show. That's totally a different show. But Gachaman. Gachaman. They looked yeah. sort of like Voltron had, pilots, but right. birds. <laughs> yeah. Like they had white costumes yeah. and their helmets yeah. were birds. I, yeah, I remember that. I remember Gachaman. And she was also in Cyborg 009. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Which the director, Yugo Surikawa, Directed Cyborg 009. Uh, that makes sense. That checks out. Yeah. And um, Yugo Surikawa uh, was originally a live action director. Okay. But he joined Toei in 1961. Mm. Uh, and he also directed, uh, he directed a lot of stuff for Toei, but he also directed four episodes of this one show called 
Chappie the Witch. Oh, yeah. Which is basically like a knockoff yeah. of Sally the Maho Witch. Maho Takai Chappie, yeah. Yeah, it, but like it looks so much like Sally the Witch. Like if you look up pictures of it, they're basically wearing the exact same outfit. I know, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I th- and I think they made it before they realized that, like, you know, we should have just remade Sally the Witch. I know. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then they were they like, did. people liked Sally the Witch. So let's just remake it and bring it back. Yeah, Mahatsukai Chappie. <clears throat> yeah, I definitely have encountered that one several times. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, it's like, it just looks she exactly looks like, like she it. actually, she looks like a mix between Sally and Akachan. Yeah. So. Because she has pigtails like Akachan does. Yeah, yeah. But they're like little sausage pigtails. I don't yeah. know what's happening. <laughs> So when uh, Mako comes to Earth mm-hmm. and she is, uh, you know, she's rescued by a fisherman called oh. Urashima. Okay. Uh, it's it gets a little unclear here because <laughs> because it it says that she's just rescued by this old fisherman and he adopts her as his granddaughter and then that's when she starts a, uh, attending high school mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you know normal girl high school things ensue. Right. Sure. Which is like the basis of the show. But he also has two uh, grandsons who are twins, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they they convince their grandpa to adopt her to save her from traffickers who are about to sell her because she's a naked teenage girl on a beach. What? I oh couldn't, no! I couldn't find anything else oh, about that. No. Like I was like, wait, hold on, and I looked for a clip or something and i can't find anything else what about the that hell dude. but apparently they were like Jeez. no they'll sell her okay that's fine so yeah so Great. she becomes their adopted cousin all right <laughs> and of well, course there you go of course she has a rival uh, naturally she has a female rival named tomiko whose mom is the you know president of the pta and is a and she's a dick and she also wants to steal her boyfriend Wait, the mom wants to steal her boyfriend? No, Tomiko wants to steal Mako's boyfriend. Oh, okay. Or, well, I mean, yeah, her potential it. boyfriend. Got She's it. still looking for him. Now, that boy, mm-hmm. Akira, his name is Akira. Of course it is. Not a prince. Oh. Not a prince, not from a rich family. He's just like- He's essentially he's just a like drifter. A, great. He's a drifter. He doesn't even go to fucking school. No. What? He just, no, he doesn't. He is a drifter who just does odd jobs wherever he goes. He's just like a cute and boy that was leaves. hanging out on the beach one time. He's, he's like, you know a... what he is? He's freaking Jack Dawson from Titanic. He okay. Is. No, <laughs> he literally is up until like the cruise sh- like down to the cruise ship capsizing See, and, and this him is, drowning. This is the real fate of what happened to Jack Dawson. Actually, he was rescued by a mermaid yes. and just lived out the rest of his life in Japan. Right, right. Don't feel bad for Leo. He did not die yes, at the end. He's he fine. He's rescued by a mermaid. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like he's a drifter who just does odd jobs around the island and then just like collects his money and goes mm-hmm. to the next town. Okay. <laughs> And that makes a lot of sense because when I was watching the clips right. in Spanish, he's driving like what looks like a garbage truck. Yep. And almost runs uh, Mako over by accident. And oh, it's like, that's oh funny. shit, hey man, sorry. I mean, I'm assuming he's apologizing because he almost ran her over. <clears throat> I I would assume. And uh, but like they make eye contact and she's like, oh, it's that boy. And I'm like, why is he driving a garbage truck? Is he? Uh, because because like out of context, the clips are he's on a cruise ship a talking. Job. To, yeah, yeah, like he's on a cruise ship taking care of a little girl talking to this old dude who I assumed was like his butler. Okay. Because yep, I'm that's under because I'm under the impression. That, it's, that he's a freaking prince. prince or something, and uh, but apparently he's just like maybe he's working just not for that a prince at all. family. 
Yeah, oh, weird. and then he's so was he like a working truck. for for a family when he was on this boat, I or think was he so. like on this boat going to try and start a new life? No, no, no. I think he's working on the boat because he's always because the little the little girl uh, in the first episode that he's always with her name is uh, like Midori. Is this his illegitimate child? No, <laughs> God, I hope not. His fashion sense is very similar to um, Mamaru's, by the way. Oh boy, pleated pants oh, and collared shirt. Does he have donut hole sleeves? No. Oh man, that was a that that's was, a bummer. That's a '90s thing. Yeah. I think I, that's very much a '90s thing. <laughs> but um. I, yeah, I just assumed that, like, that little girl was his sister and, like, the old dude who was mm-hmm. always talking to was the butler. Yeah. I'm... But apparently not. So maybe okay. he's working for this family that this little girl belongs to, question mark. But it's in Spanish, so I don't know. And they didn't yeah, have I'm... subtitles. And my Spanish is not what it used to be. Listen. But, yes, straight up, just, like, a working dude. That's okay. He does odd jobs around the island so- and leaves. Okay, this is a very bad lesson to teach young women. Right? Like, do not fall in love with a man who doesn't have a job. Like he has a job. Okay, he has all the jobs. Okay, great. Okay, all right. They're just does he have a home? Stable. Like does he have an apartment or does he know. sleep on the streets? Like, I don't know. Like I couldn't. Like none of the clips are in order that I found. That's hilarious. The, they're just random clips, and I couldn't. It was insane. Oh man. Yeah. Oh, um, that's so funny. Yeah, but they do eventually like get together. Okay. Uh, but Mako gives up her little magical pendant. And therefore is like no longer connected to the mermaid world. All right. So, but okay, I'm trying to figure out what the deal is with this magical pendant because so far it just seems like a long, weird adaptation of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, I mean the pendant is magic. Okay, it was made out of her tear. Okay, it looks like a sun though. But it's technically like a her, magical her, her teardrop. Yeah, okay. and it turned into a pearl, and it has magical powers. Okay. Um. What what kind of magical powers? Unclear. unclear. Great. Unclear. Fantastic. Couldn't find any examples of it. I was trying to find her again. Doing magic. The people and... they were like, listen, we cannot make a marketable toy out of this necklace. So yeah, we're scrapping so we're the series. Scrapping the we're never doing it again. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> this is done. Yeah. Um. Okay. She uh, when she's a mermaid, she has like Lady Godiva hair. Oh, great! She does not wear a seashell bra. No. Okay. At all. So there's in in the opening credits of I want to say the '80s version of Himitsu no Akko-chan. So the 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 like '60s version of the anime, she mm-hmm. like is in a carriage and turns into a princess. Mm-hmm. In the 80s version, they show her doing all these different things, and one of the things that she becomes is a mermaid. Okay. Uh, mermaids in anime, especially back in like the 70s, 80s, yep. they did not wear bras. Yep. They just didn't. And they just all had like Lady Godiva hair like covering their boobs. Yep. Most of the time. Oh, hers is always covered. Yeah. No, in the in the Toei Little Mermaid, there's definitely some boobs. Mer- mermaid boobs. I feel like I sure. remember that. Except that Marina, the main girl, um, she is uh, young and not very developed. Mm. So it's She's like only not supposed to be 16. Yeah, so it's like not a big deal. Though I feel like I was fully developed at 16. So, <laughs> well, anyway. Um, yeah, it's 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 hard to find there anything it is. really about it. Like, yeah. I mean, I can tell you that the guy who wrote all the music for it worked on Cutie Honey. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. He uh, wrote the theme song for the original Cutie Honey. Mm. And he also worked on music for Mobile Suit Gundam. Ugh, and amazing. that's uh, Takeo Watanabe. Dope. Um, some of the other voice actors. Okay, I'm ready. Um, let me find it. So, like I said, Urusei, uh 
Who did I say Yatsura? Yatsura. Mm-hmm. That was, so the girl who played Mako was yeah. also in that. Right. Um, right. The voice of her uh, grandma, mm. the sea hag. Oh, yes. Uh, Kazue drag queen Kunzai who stayed out in the sun too long. <laughs> Her stage name was Kazue <clears throat> Takahashi. Mm-hmm. Um, she worked on uh, Gigantor. Okay, so Tetsujin Twenty Eight Go. Of course, yeah. Um, she created by the same freaking guy that created Sally. Lynch. Yeah, <laughs> she was. Uh, she was uh, Suneo's mother on Doraemon. Okay, she was in Giant Robo. Great. Uh, a lot of these titles, though, are very obscure <clears throat> titles yeah. that I don't really know. I'm well, not. I... That's the thing is that, like, uh, especially a lot of the older anime, we just didn't really get. Yeah, we didn't here. get it. Um, which is why it, it, you know, doing research on these shows, we're mostly dealing with clips and what other research we can find compiled on the internet because we just. Yeah. It, they were never localized. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe if we were in Italy, we'd have a great time with freaking <laughs> Stilly's Secret. <laughs> maybe. Uh, but uh, one of the interesting things she did do was dub E.T. in the dub oh, of E.T. Cool. the Extraterrestrial. That's awesome. So that's kind of cool. Um, Phoenix 2772. Nope. Not the Phoenix that I thought. Oh, no, it is. Oh. So the Phoenix Osamu Tezuka made. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Which you know he did, um, Astro As- Boy, Adam, and, and, yeah. yeah, and all that stuff. Uh, she was the voice of a character in that show. So oh, it all, okay. you know, there you go. Early anime is very like it's not incestuous. No, I mean, well, kind it of. is kind it of is. though. So like everybody's working on everybody's shit. Yeah, and that's how everybody knows each other. Yeah. Well, I mean, at this point, we're still dealing with. I mean, both of both of these series in the sort of like '69 to early '70s kind of stuff. You're you're still looking at like the early boom of serialized, mm-hmm. televised, animated programs. That's I mean, that's where yeah. we're at. I mean, even in the U.S., mm-hmm. like it having cartoons on TV yeah. was still relatively new. Right. It's like <clears throat> Britain. You get the same. Yeah. 12 British Absolutely. actors. Yep. Uh, the girl who plays her best friend, because of course every- Of course. Is it a tomboy best, a best friend? friend? No, she's actually a bookworm. Oh, And wears okay. glasses. All right, okay. And is very, like, for justice. Mm-hmm. But she was Kabu on Sally the Witch. Oh, in the- Oh, is it- uh, In 1966. The... Oh, it's the same girl. It's Sachiko uh... yeah. Chichimatsu. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And yep. she was Shibana. In Himitsu no Akachan. Yeah, exactly. I talked about yep. her earlier. She's just everywhere. She gets around. Listen. She really but does. Kabu she was... is still her most important role yeah. to date. Because she was also Damn, on... that little boy's cute. Gachamon. She cool. was also on Cutie Honey. Great. Just love it. And she was also on Cyborg 009. Everybody is just mm-hmm. in everybody mm-hmm. else's shit. Well, there wasn't that much shit to be in. True. Back then. I mean, it grows really, really fast. Mm-hmm. But yeah, everybody was just kind of all working on the same stuff, which is... There you the go. There you go. Yeah. Did this, uh, obviously you found it in Spanish. Yes. Was it in Spain or Latin America? Do you know? It does not Say. specify. Yeah. It does yeah. not specify. Yeah. I would imagine Spain. Cool. Great. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But it was, um, I think I also might have found it in Italian as well. <laughs> The Italians, man, they just get all yeah, the anime. Yeah, like there were some clips because there were some clips. I was like, "That's definitely Spanish," but then there were other clips where they called the boy Alex, and he's uh, only known as Alex in the Italian version. I see, I see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what they called him in the Spanish. Yeah, version. Akira, Alex. Mm-hmm. All right, in, oh, That's fine. in some Latin, in, in some Latin American mm-hmm. versions. Okay, 
his name is Shinichi. Where I don't know where they're getting that from. Wait, I'm sorry. What? They're like, listen, uh, Akira, we get it. It's a Japanese name. We don't like that one. We're just going to give him another right. Japanese yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. So he's not, uh, he's <laughs> Why? Shinichi. I'm not sure because that's not even his last name. His right. last name is Shigeno. So. They just decided they liked Shinichi better than Akira. They but did. But they still wanted him to be Japanese. They really did. Um, All right. You can find the opening and closing themes on YouTube. Yeah. In Japanese. Yeah, there's actually, uh, with Himitsu no Akachan, there's a uh, like a montage of all three openings back to back. Of course, oh. it's all just remakes of the same song. Of course it is. Uh, and so you can see like how mm. similar and different they are. Yeah, the opening theme for uh, Mahono Makachan is... It's very like seventies sounding. Yeah, that's it's how he very... needs to know Akachan is too. Even though yeah. that one was like sixty nine, it's very like uh, it's. Listen, it is no Sally the Witch. Okay, no, like that is not. the catchiest theme song a, of well, life. Yeah, so catchy that cults want to read it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I like the closing theme of of uh, the song of the show okay. better. It's yeah. cute. And... Yeah, as I said, I like the eighties closing of Himitsu no Akachan, which um. Uh, you know, Sailor Galaxia sings. Oh, the, yeah. the one with the 80s montage. It's pretty nice. great. Yeah, <laughs> pretty great. the song, both themes were sung by uh, Horie Mitsuko. Okay. Who, uh, it's also Sailor Galaxia. Yeah, that's her. Yeah, oh, I was going to say, I was going to say, oh, yeah. These names. Mitsuko Horie. Uh, I can't uh, memorize these names. When it's I hear them, I have to A lot to, of Japanese names, them. yeah. Um, yeah, so she's just singing all the all ending the, Yeah, names. literally, they <laughs> literally were like, well, listen, we have thing. one person to do all the opening and closing songs. <laughs> This was probably like her first gig, and then they're like, "Okay, yeah. do you want to actually do some voices now? Right. Maybe would you like to do the voice of Akko in yeah. this '80s Himitsu? I'm sure she had other uh, voice acting roles sh- before that, but still, yeah. no, she, yeah, she actually that's had, amazing. Uh, she had a lot of, uh... oh yeah, she's had a gigantic career. And I mean, one of the versions of the the um, second opening for Sailor Moon Crystal, she sings. Because remember how like it oh, started? Yeah. There were like three different versions of it. It was like they started with one. Uh, that was the the girls that sang the it was the girl who's it was no No. the first one was so Moon Pride was whatever that's um, you know their name will come to me in a second Momo Uh, Momo Clow so then but yeah then when they did the Crystal when it was the Infinity Academy arc Mm -hmm. they had uh, the freaking girl that sang uh, um is it? I think Ultimate Policy she sings on the like 20th anniversary yes. of Sailor Moon album, and I was kind of meh about her singing that. I liked her better on the the new opening of Sailor Moon Crystal, and then um, and then the second version of that Mitsuko mm-hmm. Horie sang, and then you had the Momoko version. Right. So yeah. Yep. It, uh, I'm sorry I didn't pick up that most of these people were crossing over. Um, I'm way better at recognizing Japanese names when I read them. Not when I hear that. Listen, I understand. <laughs> understand completely. Yeah. But, but the moral of the story is everybody was in all the things. All the things. In and the, seven, Toei in was the making... late 60s and the early yeah. 70s. And Toei was monopolizing on yes, all of that. Yes, there were no other girl, animation girl studios. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were other animation there studios. There were. But um, that's hilarious. That's basically all you there can There you get. go. Um, Mako-chan. Yeah. It's a, I mean, you know, it obviously... I did well in other yeah. places, but it wasn't so popular that it got remade over and yeah. over. Yeah, I, I will say, obviously, Himitsu no Akachan was, to some extent, I and and again, with that, you did have the compact mirror, so you have mm-hmm. the possibility of selling toys. Um, but even just doing research on it, I did not feel as intrigued 
buy this show as I did by Sally the Witch. Like Sally the Witch, yeah. I felt like I I want to see it. I want to know more. Right. I want to watch Princess. Night. Yeah. This one, I'm just kind of like. Yeah. I'd rather just watch that updated '75 Toei Mermaid. Oh man, Little Mermaid. Listen, I just ordered it. So right. So we'll totally watch, watch it. that. <laughs> totally watch it because it's real good. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there you go. So this this was kind of a, a our our last. Uh, Hurrah with the the 60s kind of transitioning yeah. into the 70s where we get into some real interesting shit. Right, so. because that's when Cutie Honey happens. Exactly. So Cutie that Honey has a staying will power. We'll be coming up real soon <laughs> as we continue our Magical Girl History Lessons here on Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast, except we're not talking about Sailor Moon right now because there's really nothing to there's talk about. no Sailor Moon. Right I now. mean, there's lots of Sailor Moon, but we don't want right. to just talk about episodes right. of the 90s. I mean, anime. listen, all of this stuff led to Sailor Moon. Exactly. This you is got, all very important. You and know we where you re- come listen from. and we reference Sailor Moon a lot. We do. During these we episodes. try to tie it in. I listen, mean, Drag Queen Kunzite. Drag Queen who's been left out in the sun too long. I mean, that's re- let's right? shit. Freaking parallels between Akochan's dad and Usagi's dad. Done. Yeah, here let me see if I can find you a picture of this witch. I just really need to see this sea witch. <laughs> oh, that is completely correct. <laughs> but like with a dash of um Freaking Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings. Very much so. <laughs> Very much. You know so, what I yes. mean? Like it looks like freaking like Soderman from yeah. Ralph Bakshi, Lord of the Rings. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Done. Like when I saw this picture without any context, it's... I was like, "Is that the sea witch?" That's amazing. It really does look like a drag queen. <laughs> it does not look like an <laughs> actual woman at all. No. It's not even like one of those fishy queens. Mm-mm. This is a this is a queen that if she showed up on RuPaul's Drag Race, everybody would have been like, "Oh girl, oh girl, let me help you." Yeah, yeah. Dang. And not not all drag queens have to be fishy. No pun. Intended. No, no, no. But but oof. like this this queen needs oof. some help. She needs she needs some help. Needs a little love. She needs some help. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So. Uh. Yeah. We'll have another episode for y'all real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are a reminder to you all going to be at Anime Los Angeles next week. I know. Actually, oh at the God. time that you're listening to this, we're probably at Anime that, Los Angeles. Yeah, it'll it's be the time. There. It's the time. <laughs> Ontario Convention Center, Anime Los Angeles. It's going to be a great yep. time. AnimeLosAngeles.org. Get you some tickets. True. Come freaking see us. Um, I will be creating a graphic, posting our full schedule so you'll know where and when mm-hmm. to come find us and yeah. it's just going to be but if you time. need to plan it further in advance that whole schedule is up on the website it is so it listen it's gonna be a great time yeah. hope that we see you guys you there. will be informed okay because yeah. we'll be we'll be tweeting about it exactly you can find it on the official website we will make a graphic yeah. if you're at ala and you don't find us that's shame, on you shame on you, you know? <laughs> shame on you <laughs> Uh, but very importantly, we are going to be doing a live episode of the podcast. It'll be great. Uh, on Friday night. So if you are there on Friday, like definitely come to that because it's going to be <laughs> a good old time. I'm excited. I'm very excited about that as well. Uh, yeah. So thanks for listening, guys. Kelby, tell the people where they can find you. What's going oh, on with your life? I mean, if you want to find me, um, you can find me on Twitter at Real Feminerdity. Uh, you can find me on Instagram and Tumblr, femininity one word. If you want to see some really dumb porg antics, you can follow uh, me and my my stupid stuffed porg uh, at porg Julius. His name is porg Julio, but like orange. Julius. But like, you know the name is like orange Julius, but with a porg. Instead. Yes, it's the best. Uh, I wrote <laughs> I tell you, last night, uh, Sandy. We we were at Drag Queen Bingo. <laughs> Uh, supporting the play that, yeah, that uh, I'm Kelby stage is managing. stage managing and that Amanda Miller, who's the voice of Jupiter, is producing. 
And um, Sandy Fox was there, who's the voice of Chibiusa. And Sandy was chatting with me. And she's like, Emma, I just want you to know that, like, oh, I you're doing so much stuff. I'm following everything that you're doing with your uh, with your with your your parsecs and your your parsnips and your porgs. There you go, your the three P's. <laughs> she was trying to come come up with the title pencils and parsecs, which I is the Star Wars RPG I do. Parsecs, parsnips, yep. and porgs. The three P's. Is that, that going to be the name of your autobiography? Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. I like. I it. do love all of those things. So. <laughs> Bless Sandy Fox. Yep. She's, uh, she's great. Uh, and you can follow me all over the internet at Emma Fife. My name, it is very simple. Follow this podcast at LNJPod on Twitter. Follow, find us on Facebook, Love and Justice, a serious Sailor Moon podcast. Yep. Go to our website, LNJPod.com. Yep. All the things. Follow the socials. Keep up. Anime yep. Los Angeles. Be there. It's going to be a great time. And uh, yeah, we'll be back uh, with our next installment in the Magical World History Lesson series very soon. Mm-hmm. And until then, you guys, stay, stay magical. Because I drag me. That's not, I don't know, it doesn't work when it's not a lot. I know. <laughs> <laughs>